Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so excited for today's topic. Um, we're going to be talking really a lot about parenting and that it's not as easy as everybody uh, thinks that it is. Uh, you, you actually, you've got to dig down deep and allow God to do some pretty cool things in your life. And today we're going to give you tools and tips and some ex- life experience to really help you succeed and to grow in your parenting ability. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, let me just say Tatum is not with me today. She's actually not feeling the greatest, and so um, it's going to be me, and I am joined with uh, my great friends. Uh, they've been with us on this journey for quite some time here at Life Fellowship, Pastor Jeff and Kathy. Give them a big shout out, guys. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, today is life here. with Chris and Jeff and Kathy. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. Now, I am so intrigued about today because I asked you guys if you guys would come and speak on the topic of parenting because you guys have been through it. You guys have yeah. been through some pretty challenging moments that God has redeemed. But uh, before we get to that, tell us a little bit about you guys. Like, (laughs) how did you guys even meet? High school. Yes. So it was the 10th grade. Jeff came in the last nine weeks of school, and I saw this guy with his awesome fro. And I still have that. Uh (laughs) In his dreams. (laughs) Awesome fro, just walking down the hall, and I thought... Wait, do you ever put pictures out on social media of of him with... With the big awesome fro? I need to do it because I've shared it with some of the staff members here and they can't believe it's him. Okay, so today is the day. <laughs> okay. Okay. August, I think 10th, that I want you to put oh, out on okay, social media okay. the picture okay. of Pastor Jeff with, with the awesome That's fro. That's right. And then you'll see why I fell in love with him. Okay. And he had a really very confident stride as well. Okay. But we didn't really meet until the next year. And, um, we met in English class, right? Yes. Yep. Miss Vasileski, I think, was the class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was the junior year. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting behind you. And um, interestingly enough, the, the, the boy that was sitting beside you, I asked to switch places with him and uh, so that I could come up and sit beside you. So he was a negotiator from the, <laughs> That's from right. the very, very get and go. That's right. Yep. Trying to work an angle, yeah. trying to find we a way. Did. And yes. so you, got, you, like you guys... Uh, you guys went on your first date. How how long have you okay. guys been? So here's the story. We go on a first date. First date. Like I'm just turned 16. He's 15. And we're walking out the gate and he turns around and looks at me and he says, I'm going to marry you someday. And I look deeply into his eyes and I say, all I want to do is go to dinner. Hmm. <laughs> that was your response to him. I want to marry you. I want to eat. Right. She had no vision. No vision. <laughs> but we dated in high school, then broke up, didn't speak to each other for a year or so. And then all of a sudden I get a call. While he's no, wait, away. wait, wait. Let's, let's, <laughs> no, don't tell that yeah. part. <laughs> 
So I fired him. Okay, yeah, she did. She did, and, and she hates when I tell the story. But uh, I played football, and, and Kathy this is was so a cheerleader. Not true. <laughs> so I, I say she was a seasonal dater. So I played football. She dated me through the pits of hell. <laughs> and he knows it. No, we dated okay. in high school and then broke up. And uh, I went away to college. I went to West Virginia University, and uh, Kathy went to the University of Charleston. And we didn't we didn't see each other for. Uh, for a while, quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty strategic, though. I, I worked out relationships with the moms of, oh. of girls. So mm-hmm. this whole time, while I wasn't seeing Kathy, I would just from time to time, I'd pick up the phone. And this was a landline back mm-hmm. in the day. <laughs> I'd pick up the phone and call her mom and just see how if she was doing and uh-huh. just keeping, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. We call keeping, that a creeper these mm-hmm. days. <laughs> <laughs> keeping a little contact there. It worked out, though, after our uh, sophomore or freshman year. Of yeah. college, I came back home and uh, said, "Hey, Kathy." I really remember I hadn't spoken to him for like a year, and he called me, and it was so funny because when I heard his voice, I got this like flutter inside, and I was excited, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like sweating and wanting to look pretty, and he was on the phone, you know. And then after that, we it took a while, but then once you, I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we were, got married the su- yeah, next summer, so sure it didn't did. take too long. We, we I was. Uh, after turned your twenty. Year. Yep, I turned twenty the day after. Uh, the day after I turned twenty, we got married, and he was nineteen. Now you guys, uh, you guys have been married now for how long? Thirty nine years. Thirty nine years. Thirty nine years. I know. I can't. Seems believe. like a day. Now you guys. <laughs> um, so as we are talking about parenting here, yeah. um, you guys have been married thirty nine years, and you guys have two two wonderful girls. Yes. Yep. We have yeah. a thirty three and a thirty year old daughter. Uh, the 33-year-old is Jordan. The 30-year-old is Olivia. And Jordan lives in Charlotte, and Olivia lives not too far from us. Yeah. And we have two grandchildren that are the best grandchildren on the face of the planet. And it really You guys is. have so much fun as grandparents. <laughs> I'm do. jealous of you all. I can't wait for that day. You just got to buy a laser tag kit. Just remember yeah. when the kids, laser tag is the bomb. I know. I said bomb. I just dated you. Yeah, that's right. Wait a second. This is like a kit. You like buy it. Oh yeah, at you like get, a Walmart. You get the, like, the vest. You play it at get... night or what? Yeah. Oh yeah, in the house. It when it cools down, we can play outside. Oh yeah, you got to be strategic in where you hide too. And then on the vest is a color, and it goes off with when you're. And it's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it depends on how much you want to spend on. Is a laser it like tag. Duck Hunt back in the day on Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. I'd go up to the screen <laughs> and I would just so I could it's win. Better than that. If you spend more money, it can be more accurate. But we have a fun anyway. Yeah. Now, you guys, um, you you uh, tell us a little bit about the um, kind of you know raising your 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 two girls yeah. and bring us to the point that here and we're going to fast forward through a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah. But like, bring us to the point where man, life got pretty challenging as as a parent. Yeah. It did. Well, we uh, we had kids, obviously we have a 33 and a 30-year-old daughter now, daughters now. Um, but we grew up in West Virginia. Uh, we had a great home. We lived on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very involved in church. During this season, we were kids pastors for 13 years. And you ran your own business. We had had yeah. a business that I was running as well. Kathy was you owned. Uh, homeschooling and doing all sorts of things with the kids. Uh, and it was just a fun, we fun time. We started a Christian school. Yeah, we started a Christian school at the church there, we were at. Yeah, yeah really? I was a deacon yeah. at the church. Yeah. So we've always been very involved with church. It's always just been a part of who we are. And we lived it at home. It wasn't just go to church and be that. We lived it at home. We did devotions. We we were involved in everything from soccer to dance to horseback riding to every summer 
15 to 30 people at our house. Right, because you guys had the big pool back there. No, or, we had, a, yeah, had the river. The river, yeah. And jet skis. Like your house was the fun house oh, where everybody yeah, wanted to yeah, come over. Yeah, I wanted everyone there because that way we could speak into their lives. We could kind of monitor. And you we know? knew where mm-hmm. our kids were. That's right. And, and parents, you need to do that. Yeah. You, yeah. you need to have them come to your house. It's hard, but you've got to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a fun time. It yeah. was uh, The kids grew up there. And we were in church constantly. The, the kids' school, favorite uh, thing at the time, as far as media, was Adventures in Odyssey. So they oh. would go to sleep oh, every yeah. night. Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, they if we take that. road trips, we'd listen to Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. And we also did all these Christian concerts from from California to Ohio. We just that was we'd make trips there all the time. So we were very involved. We had we had definitely had boundaries. They had curfews and rules and chores and I mean yeah. Life, you it know? was fun. We had it a good was. time. It was a fun, fun season until it, they got into uh, high school and then went off to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, so Olivia had a boyfriend that did, she didn't go to school with. Yeah. Olivia had a boyfriend, and um, we had never met him before. Met him at soccer, and Olivia, now Olivia is your youngest, youngest okay. uh-huh, and she came here to Texas to go to college. Okay, how, so how old is she at this time? Nineteen, uh, twenty. She's almost nineteen. Yeah. Okay, eighteen. Um, yeah, she's 18. Um, and um, we weren't fond of this boy, and we let her know that we weren't fond of this boy. And so she broke up with him and then moved here. And I get a call one night, hey, Mom. Um, so we did not know that this young man decided to move here and move in with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, but we found out. Um, and when we found out, we... We found out an interesting way, but also Olivia called one day and said, Mom, he's here, he's been here for a while, and I want him to go, and he won't go. Um, Wait, now you guys are living in West Virginia. We're in West Virginia. She's living here. She's in Texas. She's in Texas. she's calling you almost like this. Yeah. I want him to leave, and and he won't leave. He won't leave. Uh, I don't know what to do, and she's in tears. So Jeff and I get on a plane the next day. I go to Jeff's work, tell him we're on the plane the next day. We land here in Texas, and she calls. She's going to college. She's working late hours afterwards. Um, and we say, we're here. And Did she know that you guys were coming? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm just here to help him see the error of his ways. Okay. And, and not deciding that uh, he needs to move out. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. There was... That's a lifetime movie and a whole series of broadcast podcasts to explain what went down between the two of them. Uh, it was very emotional. It was very uh, all over the place. It was hard. It ended with us talking to the both of them in the back of the car and laying down the rules. And they talked. She said, I want you to leave. Eventually, he left and went to West Virginia, back to West Virginia. As did we, um, but I knew something. Yeah, the eventually was getting to the eventually where he left was yeah. a bit of a challenge. Yeah, uh, he was deception little, was involved. Yeah, he was a little <laughs> resistant. Uh, and again, I tried to help show him the error of his thoughts and um, was pretty forceful, yeah. uh, even physical at point at a point. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying, "Jeff, don't." don't. <laughs> really, I wanted to say, "Jeff, go ahead," but it was not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, that was our, dra- our daughter, you know? Yeah, and and I'm dad, and I'm going to help my daughter. I'm going to protect my girl. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, and, and even if she 
played a part, and she did, played a she part in did. making not such a great decision, uh, in trying to correct that decision. And even if she hadn't, I'm going to be dad. I'm going to find a way. How, how can I help yeah. to uh, help her? So that's what and, we did. And in part of it, in part of it, he, I saw his way to help that became very physical, but there were things going. <laughs> it was my hands around his neck. neck. Mm-hmm. Yes, literally. Not squeezing, <laughs> but around his neck. And I was going, don't do it, Jeff. Don't do it, Jeff. But then he had to reciprocate in that because we found out that when we thought he had already left, he hadn't, and he had met up with Olivia in a parking building. Mm-hmm. And so we drove up there, and then when I saw Olivia talking to him, I became very upset, and I got in her face, and I called her out for her lies and deceptions, and just, it, it was highly emotionally charged. But we finally calmed down, and that's when we got in the car and talked. And at that point, I felt like God told me she was pregnant. Now, this is only three weeks in. So I turned around and said, are you pregnant? She said, no. Fast forward, West Virginia. Yeah, we're back in West Virginia. So we about, left. Mm-hmm, about three, four weeks Back in later. business and mm-hmm. life is and she's somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get a call, a call, a phone call. And it's Olivia. And she says, Mom, I need to tell you something. And I knew exactly what she was going to tell me. So I sat down and I took a deep breath. And I said, what do you want to tell me? And she said, I'm pregnant. And the first thing out of my mouth was, your dad and I love you so much. It's going to be okay. And we talked for a while. Oh, wow. What a response. You know, with all the things that our kids go through, you know, if they could just, you know, things that you you have the, the greatest hopes and you have all these dreams and... yeah. You know, if you're listening today, and I'm just going to encourage you that there's the the potential is is very 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 strong that there's going to come a day that you, your children are going to do something that isn't Mm-mm. really what you, <laughs> you, you, not the plan we not, had <laughs> not, not your plan for them for sure and yeah. to have your the the response to say hey I just want you to know I love you, you I'm not going yeah. anywhere you know Chris I I knew in that moment how pivotal pivotal a moment that was. And I, I realized how strong words are. I had to steer this ship the right way. And I, I couldn't tell her my brokenness. I had to tell her love. And it made a world of difference. Because our family verse has always been 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. And I couldn't let that, I couldn't let love fail. Now, after I hung up the phone... It's a different story. Now, I can see that because in your eyes, you're, you're teary-eyed just thinking back to that moment right there. It was hard. It was really hard. But it was, it was the first response. You know, I've, I've said it before that, you know, my kids have done stuff that I haven't really loved uh, before. And, and you know, my thought is that when, when they're doing those wrong things, mm-hmm. that's the time that I actually love them more than ever before. Isn't it because crazy? if there was ever a moment that you needed me... It's now. That's when you need me, mm-hmm. not in the great times. Yeah. It, it's when life there. seems like it's falling apart. Truly. And I think that's I think that's such a key thing here that if like if we could even like put the like this in, into a point or whatever, and, and that's hey, when your kids make mistakes, um, when when they go through tough times, mm-hmm. when they just because of their immaturity, you know, maybe they're you you find that they're doing something that really disappoints you. It doesn't mean that you're not going to 
uh, bring some correction and stand sure, with them. But, sure. but the first, the foundational thing is love. I ain't going anywhere. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I love you. Yeah. And it's so important. Uh, and life, it will happen. Kids, things happen. And how you respond, as Kathy did in this instance, and I, I wasn't there, thank goodness, because I don't know that I would have been as uh, loving as Kathy uh, heard clearly from God and, and communicated a message to Olivia that was incredibly timely. Love won't fail, and your mom and dad's love for you hasn't changed. It's not conditional. The, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's even a good thing right now uh, for every one of us to realize to, uh, you know, I would say like walk in forgiveness before you need to to Mm -hmm. offer forgiveness, like just have that in your heart. I think that you already need to have a game plan in in your heart that if there ever is a moment that your children ever do something like this, that you just need to know your first response, what they need to hear more than anything else is, I love you. I'm not going anywhere. God's plan is still great for you. We're going to get through this together. And I just think that it needs to be communicated because they're already feeling all of the... Oh, shame. Think Everything about comes her, what on she was feeling, even having to make that call to you. Oh, I, you know, I, ca- I can't imagine. And I, I can't express into words the love that was flo- out, just flowing over in my heart for her. And the compassion, and I just wished I could have been there to wrap my arms around her. So I had to use my words to do that and how I expressed those words. And she needed to know that up front. And, and she, I, I think she did. She's, she's a great woman. Yeah. Um, and she's told us more than once how so that love made so much a difference to her. Can she remember back to that moment? Oh, yeah. She said to me, she said, Mom, you and Dad always said you love me no matter what. She said, but I thought all parents had to just say that. She said, but what when you and dad did what you did, it showed me that you love me no matter what. So saying words and words and actions are two different things. They're both needed, but words without actions kind of fall short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like what the scripture says about the Lord. It says that mm-hmm. God demonstrated right. his love towards us and that yeah. while we were yet sinners, he sent Christ to die for us. He it's demonstrated he that love. Mm-hmm. So love is cheap. Everyone says around, hey man, I love that shirt. Yeah, you right. know, I love that, love that post, yeah. I love that thought, love that picture. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we dilute that word love, but real love casts out all fear. It demonstrates there's weight behind it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we got to demonstrate yeah. that weight to our kids of yeah. love. And that's, how did you guys, so when, when this happened, that what, what was, what was the next step? Okay. I'm just going to be very honest and very just, <laughs> I, I'm laying out there. Yeah. After I hung up that phone, I collapsed on the floor in a heap, bawling and crying out to God my stomach hurt. I felt like I got kicked in the gut. And I could see all of Olivia's future gone. Everything that she dreamed of, everything that we hoped, all of that. And then I had to go tell Jeff. And yeah, I, I still didn't know. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Our reactions are very different. You know, there mm-hmm. you can either re- react to something in tears and pain or you react in, in anger. And anger is really just fear and pain, but it comes, it's the same thing. It just comes out in different ways. Well, I'm the crier. Mm -hmm. He's not the crier. Not that he doesn't cry, but so I went to the office and told him and the look on his face was such a mixture of pain and 
questions and what have I, did we fail? What did we do? What we did not do? But after that, it, we actually sought counsel. Mm, yeah. But even before that, that that's a, I think a, a critical thing to recognize is that when we first experienced this, the instant it, my emotions start, or the questions that start running through my head is how did this happen? Where did we fail? Mm-hmm. How did we, how could we have done this differently? What didn't we do as parents that we should have done? And I start self-reflecting. What and and, <laughs> and I think where Kathy was going with saying we we sought counsel. Uh, we did. We didn't recognize specifically. We knew we were hurting. We did, yeah. and we didn't knew we didn't know how to navigate this, so we needed help. Uh, so we reached out to to a wonderful counselor, and he happens to be here in in Texas. Ah, uh, Pastor Tommy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we still actually, and, and this has been several years ago. Our grandkids are. 10 eight, and 8. Yeah. yeah, so uh, the oldest is 10, so this was 11 years ago. Uh, we still lovingly talk about Tommy time. So we'll, Tommy tune-ups. Yeah, Tommy mm-hmm. tune-ups. We need a little we, Tommy we tune-ups when, mm-hmm. we're, when we're not doing great. But <laughs> our first first interaction with Tommy was in the middle of this. We reached out and said, we don't know how to navigate this. Uh, and I didn't know him. I reached out to a friend at Gateway. But he's the one that helped us process some of those thoughts of what did we do wrong? How could it, we have yeah. done it different? And what I loved about Tommy is the first thing he said to us is, you need to allow yourself to mourn because mourning is really when you lose something. And we lost who Olivia was. Who we, we lost, thought Olivia was. Who we thought be. Olivia yeah. was. And we lost our family dynamic the way we knew it. Yeah. And her dreams were lost. He said, give yourself time to mourn. And we did. I'm telling you, I, and our oldest daughter and Olivia, Jordan and Olivia are very close. Mm-hmm. And they had plans together to, to travel. So Jordan was very upset with Olivia and very hurt. It just, so for two or three months, someone was always crying. It was like a black cloud over our house. And I remember distinctly one day when I was crying to the Lord, he said, okay, morning is over. It's time to celebrate. And let me tell you something, Chris. It doesn't always, as a matter of fact, rarely does it start as a feeling. It starts as a choice. A decision. Yep. A decision to do it. I didn't feel like celebrating. I was hurting. My family was hurting. But that day, I got up, got my clothes on, and I went shopping for baby presents. And I knew it was going to be a girl. And so I went to Old Navy and got all these baby clothes, crying the entire time. The whole time while you're at Old Navy. <laughs> I'm crying because crying. I'm like, my my 19-year-old, you see this on TV, you know, mm-hmm. what was that MTV show? <laughs> Yep. Teen moms. I was like, this cannot be. It our is, life. you know, this there's five. That's true. It's five gr- steps of grief, and one of them is denial. And we mm-hmm. were in that for a while. <laughs> so yep. I'm there, and I've got all these gifts. I'm like, nope, I'm celebrating. And I go up front, and the lady says, "What are we celebrating?" And I say, "My granddaughter." And I thought I was going to pass out when those words came out of my mouth. So everything was a deliberate choice to celebrate. Because God says a baby is a reward from him. He doesn't lay out how. He says they are. And so everything from going to see the ultrasounds to everything, I would just go, okay, hey, yay. It was very difficult because of all that. And we were still fighting the whole what did we do wrong Mm -hmm. until... Pastor Tommy mm-hmm. said these words. <laughs> well, he said, you've got to get over your pride. Uh, you, ha- you have 
Excuse now, wait me? a second. Yeah. So he's like, you guys take some time to mourn yeah, and now yeah. suck it up, dude. <laughs> that's right. Well, what he was saying, yeah, because he said, this is a pride issue that you guys think you were bad parents. Mm-hmm. He said, no, 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 no. Your daughter made choices. And Olivia even said to me one time, she said, Mom, if you take the credit for all the things I do, you take the credit for all the things I do right? And I said, no. And she said, well, you can't take the credit for the things I do wrong. So that's what he was telling us. He was like, uh-uh, this is a pride issue. Yeah. And she it really made a bad was. Choice. It was because yeah. we had expectations, expectations and thoughts and, and dreams. And and you just look around. You 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 feel like you're judged by others. Oh, and you, yeah, and, and Christians especially. Right. Dang. And we're too mm. proud to let that well, happen. So it's uh yeah. again, Tommy time. He just got in our business pretty quickly <laughs> and uh and helped yeah. us a lot. Uh it was it was a difficult time. Now, for, uh, so th- this is some of the internal things that you guys are going through. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's internally. Yeah. What did she see from you guys? Did she see that same stuff, or was it kind of different? Uh, there was, uh, it was different for sure. She didn't see the rawness that uh, that mm-hmm. Kathy and I had with each other and with Tommy because we wanted to protect the love. But she saw she saw disappointment for sure, sure. and she understood and she knew she didn't have to hear yeah. it from us. She knew she made a choice that uh, that she wished she hadn't, not because of the outcome of we have two wonderful grandkids now. So that's a wonderful blessing, but. Uh, at the time, she knew that there was, her life was going to be different than what yeah. she had planned. So yeah. She was 19 when she got pregnant yeah. and yeah. still in college. Now talk about courage that she had oh, not to go incredible. through an abortion. Yeah. I'm so this. proud of her. It would have been super simple. Been, she was in Dallas. We would have never known. She could have... Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. She never would have had to call you. Nope. Never would have had to do nope. any of that. Nope. nope. Never. Yeah. No. She's She is such a strong woman in so many ways. She stands on on what she believes. She very principled, very yes. very principled. Um, just uh, just integrity all over the place. Yeah. And her making a bad choice did not stop that integrity. It was a bad choice. And 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 then another thing that really helped was embrace grace. Uh, it's it's a it started a gateway. Now for those that don't know what embrace grace is, it's this ministry that comes yeah. alongside. Uh, uh, unmarried women and women who are, have unplanned pregnancies, mostly young teenagers, younger than that. And it was fairly new at Gateway. Brand new. Brand yeah, new. It was, like it was the first year. Right, yeah. Yeah. And Olivia is Gateway Church. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, not Amy too far Ford from and Selena, yeah. South Lake, Texas. And they, uh, they just, it's a 12 week program where they just, they don't care if you believe in God or not. They don't care if you are having problems with being pregnant, you come to this group. It's 12 weeks. They love on you. They tell you about Jesus. They, I'm telling you, it saved Olivia and it saved our family. Mm-hmm. It changed everything. Yeah. And for Olivia, when she she said when she walked into church at that time, we were Jeff was on staff at Gateway, and when she walked into church, and please listen, church people, please listen, followers of Christ. This is what my daughter said: They didn't see my sin; they saw me. And I told her, I said, Olivia, everyone sins. Your sin's no different than anyone else's. Yours is just very it's visible. A more visible, yes. And yeah. honestly, I, I said, and honestly, that's to your good because you have to face it. When you can hide your sin, it will eat you alive. But yours is right there. And so, you know, we went through all of that, and then out comes Layla Grace, and <laughs> holy smokes. Well, there's some missing pieces, know. though. There are. Yeah, because obviously getting from... Dealing oh, with all the challenges, <laughs> and then we true. ended up in Texas. So yeah, we just came here for six months. Yeah, well, almost she came, eleven years. She came ago. home. Just the story is, she yeah. came home um, for a short period of time, but ultimately ended up back in college. And we knew that 
that was going to be, uh, it would be hard for her to finish without some help. So, yeah. So, so we moved here for six months to uh, help her finish. And and honestly, I was still in business, still owned a business. That was 11 years ago. Yeah. And I wanted, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wanted to learn how to be an executive pastor. Uh, and I wanted to help my daughter finish school. finish school. But I tell you what, her bravery and her, I'm just so proud of her. But then when Layla Grace was born and you see your legacy laying right there. Mm-hmm. And we said to her and to our grandson who was born a year and a half later, Nana and Papa love you with all their hearts. You're going to love Disney. <laughs> and then I told my grandson, don't you dare bring a snake in my house. <laughs> okay, there you go. Snakes in the house. That's a good boy. <laughs> uh, he was the first boy in the family. We had yes. two daughters. Yep. Jeff had two sisters with all kids. All of our animals were girls. We didn't know what to do with this little boy. That's true. Still trying to figure it out. He takes He's apart great. everything. He's, He's very... In, yeah. A pool toy last night. He was at the pool and said, hey, I wonder what's inside of this. We need to cut this open. So, You know, here's... it. It was painful, but... It is so beautiful that God says no to yeah, some redemption. of yeah the redemption because at one point I was like God if you take the baby then you know what nobody hurts nobody knows but God said no Chris and even in my asking of that I knew it was wrong there was just so much pain not just my pain everybody that I loved was in agony mm-hmm. and it hurt so much and He said no and. I'm so glad because Layla Grace is like a little ball of sunshine, smiling all the time. And Isaac is like the cayenne pepper of life and just tenderhearted and all boy. And I can't imagine life without them. And had I picked, I would have said, no, I don't want her to be pregnant. But look what God did. He redeemed everything. And we we thought, well, who's going to want a single mom? Who's going to marry Olivia? And then comes Atticus, Mm -hmm. a guy with no kids. And he's in love with Olivia, in love with her. Now, he adopted them. He's not the dad. But you would never know that. The redemption is just beautiful. They're such a beautiful family. And I I couldn't have asked for a better son-in-law and... I just, God is just so good and faithful. He just, when I really think about it, it blows my mind. Love is the key. I mean, love. you touched on that at the beginning. And it's, God's love it, and ours. And having a plan. I think that's wisdom is, yeah. is recognize, think about it, parents, even now, have a plan of how you, resp- you will respond when whatever happens, happens. Because reality is life happens and, and our kids, as much as we love and train them, they will make choices that aren't the best sometimes. Yeah. How will you respond? And if you don't plan, you may respond the way I may have responded. Kathy did a much better job, and she loved. And subsequently, we've got a tremendous relationship with our daughter, daughters, but our daughter that's married, uh, and our son-in-law and our grandkids. And we see them every week. They come up for Sunday dinner. They're actually here in the church with us right now. So we love getting to hang out with them. And I think it was so wise of you guys that when you're hurting, to seek outside counsel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, I always tell people that when you a lot of times I can figure problems out all the time. Here's the answer: this, this, this. But when you're in the emotional cloud of confusion, you can't think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's in those moments that you need to rest into mentors or people that really know you well, mm-hmm. um, or like a, a or a counselor mm-hmm. or a pastor that mm-hmm. can really help give you some some clear direction. You yeah. know, whether that's in your marriage or your parenting or your business or your, 
your own emotions, your yep. mental health, wherever that's at. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what we still do. We, we still Tommy do. tune-ups. Tommy, still, Tommy it still tune-ups. happens in our lives. We still go see. So you know, it's, one it's of important. the characteristics of God, as you hear every Christmas, is wonderful counselor. So he's into counseling. So. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yes. And freedom. So, yeah. uh, and the enemy wants us wants to isolate us. He wants to keep us on an island so that he can he can speak into all the situations. If you bring more people into it, uh, Christians uh, who can who can help you navigate, uh, it it defeats him. Yeah. So if you could uh, give one last word here to uh, to a parent that maybe is going. Um, maybe they're going through something uh, with with their children, or maybe uh, it, you know, preventative. Like this is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. potentially, yeah. you know, down down the road. What would you say to them? You know, um, what what would be something that you would encourage them with? You know, um, I think you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, I think that I would have slowed down my role as a mom. I was a stay home mom, but everything, you know, you're just busy. Uh, add one more thing to it and it's worse. So I also am a teacher mentality. So I did a lot of teaching, but I don't think I did enough listening. I don't think I sat down and asked questions about how does that make you feel? What are you thinking? What do you, you know, I did some, but I don't think enough. Um, so I would say, ask questions, ask your kids. You know, I did that one time with my, my kids. Well, a number of times, but I remember I was putting them to bed when they were like five yeah. or six, seven years old. And I asked them, I said, is there anything that I do as your dad that hurts you, mm-hmm. that hurts your feelings? And um, it was at night, so, you know, the, yeah. it, it's dark in the room. And I would always, there was a little piano next to the kids. Yeah. They would be in a bunk, uh, they were in a bunk bed because we were in a church pl- planting phase in Frisco. And uh, so the lights were down. I'd always play the panel until they would fall asleep. And then I would tell them stories about David and Goliath yeah. or I'd make up ones. And I asked, you know, so everything's calm. And they opened yeah. up and they told me, like, they Dad, when you, when you do this, it really, it, it hurts my emotions. Mm-hmm. It hurts. And I thought, you know, one of the best things we can do as parents is sometimes ask our kids. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, like you're saying, <laughs> yeah. just reflect because we think that we know what we're doing <laughs> and we have no idea what it is that they're walking through. Yeah. And you know, and I and I did that, but just I just didn't do it enough. I think, especially as they got older, uh, it you know nobody tells you that it's harder to <laughs> parent older kids and adult kids than it is toddlers. Believe it or not, it is. It's a whole different ball game. Um, I just you know, because when they're young, you get to tell them what to do, and they listen, yeah. and they listen when they're older. They have a mind of their they own. They go make How their own choices, <laughs> and then yeah. when right. maybe it doesn't play out or they go through difficulty, then they come back yeah. to you and, yeah. and you yeah. gotta help. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, help, help. That's help. tough. And yeah. then that's the tough part where when they're older, then you got to say, "You need to, I'll, I'll help you." But you, you and that and, and that happened with Olivia. Here she's pregnant and she's working full time, and mm-hmm. and then when she was pregnant with Isaac, she was working. We ha- of course we helped with they lived with us. Had a one and a half year old or a yeah. one year old. Yeah. It wasn't that there's always consequences, and there even if we wanted to, we couldn't have taken those away. She had a lot to deal with, in her, and her self esteem and her shame and all those things. But, um, you know, you just love them. You love them. You love them. You love them. You love them. And know that God will redeem. Oh he, man, doesn't he ever? Again, there's no way. I was 48 years old, and I thought, how in the world can I be a grandfather at 48? <laughs> That's actually, I asked Olivia, I, I, 
she said, I wanted you to be a hip grandfather. I said, I could have been hip at 58, not 48. <laughs> she said, I don't want you to break your hip. I wanted you to be hip. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but I, I think it's... Um, I lost my thought. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's well, can I ask then. you to do this? Yes. Can I ask you to close in yes. in prayer? Can I have you like yeah. pray over all the, the, the parents that are out there sure. listening? And one, no matter what yeah. their age. Of their one children. last thing. Always say you're sorry, parents. When you make a mistake, own up to it. Tell your kids, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. Let them see the humanity of you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's important. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's pray. Lord, you're a good God, and I thank you that you are a redeeming God. I know me personally, Lord, I I don't make the best decisions all the time, and I'm thankful for your redemption. Lord, I thank you for the parents that are listening to this right now and may be going through an incredibly difficult time and may not know where to turn. I pray first that you overwhelm them with peace, Lord, Lord, a peace that passes understanding. Your word says that you'll give peace that we can't comprehend. So, Lord, I pray that. Won't you rain down a peace that passes understanding, a peace that is beyond their ability to comprehend, but just overwhelms them. And then, Lord, give them direction. Help us, help them and help us to love. Mm -hmm. Your word says that's the best best thing we can do. The most important commandment is to love. So, Lord, I, I pray that you give us all the ability to love through difficult times. It's easy to love in the good times. Help us to love in difficult times. I pray angels and armor around each person, each family represented that's listening here. Lord, I pray for godly counsel. Help them to hear, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Mm. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your redemption. Thank you for your son. We love you, Lord. Ultimately, we give all this to you and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Mm -hmm. Not our will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, hey, everybody, thanks for being with us today. We'll see you back here next week. We got an exciting uh, episode available for you. So, God bless you all. Hope you have a great day. Bye bye.